Shalom and welcome everyone to the Universal Garden of Emuna. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm Yonatan Galed. You are beautiful people. And we're here in the holy city of Jerusalem in the Chut Shel Chesed Yeshiva, directed by our beloved teacher and spiritual guide, Rabbi Shalom Arush, that we love him very much. And he's the author of this amazing book that we are sharing and learning together. How are you doing? Everything's okay? You're doing the homework? Yeah, this is a spiritual workshop. You need to do the homework. Because if you don't, we've got Alex here. Yeah. That can be very angry. He's our cameraman. And he will come check on you. So do the homework. And now, let's start, as always, with a little joke. It's a little question. Just to smile a little bit so we can enter this amazing knowledge that awaits us. And I want to ask you. Who's the king of the pencil case? Who's the king of the pencil case? The ruler! <laughs> oh man, I've got good audience. That's our cameraman, Alex. Which doesn't speak English, so I don't know why he's laughing. Very nice. Alexander, yes, he's our man, and okay, <laughs> I guess I told it correctly, if you laugh so much. Okay, thank you for sending us jokes to the mail, jonathan.jokes at gmail.com. Jonathan, it's Y-O-N-A-T-A-N dot jokes at gmail.com. So please send us more jokes, and you might win. Yeah, you probably will win this book. We will announce the winner at the end of the class. Not only the ones that send jokes, whatever, mail, comment, sharing the videos, our team, our staff is looking out there and put you inside the raffle so you can win. So at the end of the class. Anyway, that was good, smiling. That was a nice laughing we had here. And we have a great, a great lesson today because we are continuing revealing this amazing world of Emuna. Emuna is the pure, simple, authentic faith in the creator of all worlds, of the universe, of all of this existence. And we will learn how to connect with him, how to live our lives according to his will so we can have the perfect, most beautiful, sweet life that every person wants. Everyone dreams about having a good, nice life, and we can reach it. And it's not hard. It's simple. We just know, need to know what buttons, to, what buttons to, 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 to push, to press, what we need to do, what we need to avoid, how to live correctly. So that's what we want to do. Once again, I thank all of you for all the mails, all the comments. You warm my heart, and it's amazing, and I told you, English is not my mother tongue. I'm struggling here. Yes, I am. I am. But your feedback is amazing. And if you have any questions, comments, you want to correct me with my English, if I repeat some you know, mistakes, or whatever, you can write us to the mail. Yonatan.emuna at gmail.com. Yonatan, it's Y-O-N-A-T-A-N, dot Emuna, E-M-U-N-A, yes, at gmail.com. I said it correctly. Very good. Don't laugh. Now, we have a lot of things to do. 
So let's start. We are in page 37. And last week we talked about the beginning of Emuna. We need to understand, say Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, the great, great doctor of the soul, that the beginning of Emuna is when a person realizes that this world, it's one thing, but there's something that is the motor of this world. There is a spiritual world. It's what we call in Hebrew, Olam Haba, which is the world to come, but it doesn't mean that it's a world that will come one day. That's also the meaning, but the world to come means a spiritual world that is behind the material, physical world that we see. And when you remember that there are two worlds, we've got this material world, and then you have a continuation in the spiritual world, and the spiritual world is what affects actually the material world, then you start your work correctly. Now you can connect with the Almighty One, with the Creator, and know what to do in the spiritual world so you can see abundance and blessing in this material world. So we started with that. We learned about it. We learned about the Creator's will, that we will get to know Him and connect with Him. And before we continue with an amazing example of how we don't understand nothing, actually. We don't understand the things we see around us. And we need to know that there's a meaning to every single thing we are experiencing, experiencing, uh, we're seeing. But I want to tell you something before that. Rabbi Nachman of Breslev, who said, is known as the great doctor of the souls. 200 years ago, he already saw our generation, our troubles, our dreams, uh, the difficulties, everything. And he prepared us all kind of spiritual medicines that we can use, based, of course, on the Torah, the book of laws, the book of life that the Creator gave us. And he tells a story. And this story will help us understand what are we doing here, actually. Can I really connect with the Creator? Where do, where do I have to look? Where do I have to search to find a way to find the Creator, to find God, to find happiness, to find meaning? Where do I have to go? So Rabbi Nachman Breslev tells this parable, this little story, which is amazing. He's telling us about this man, a simple man, living his life, working hard for living, and he's poor, his family is suffering, he's hungry, they need, you know, more money, more food. It's uh, struggling. But one day, he has a dream. He has a dream. He's dreaming in the night about a treasure. He sees in his dream an amazing treasure. And he sees the, the place, the exact place where it's hidden. It's hidden under the bridge of the great city of Vienna in Austria. There's a huge bridge there. 
and he sees in his dream the exact location where that treasure is hidden. And the dream is so strong, so realistic, he decides, I'm going there. That was no mistake. I have never had dreams like that. I, never, I don't even remember my dreams. This one was real. Someone was talking to me. Someone showed me something here. I'm leaving to Vina to search for that treasure. It's traveling for weeks probably. It's going to take me a long, long time until I reach there, find the treasure, come back home, but it's worth it. He told his wife, I have a, a big business opportunity in Vina. In Vina, what are you going to do there? Yes, there's something huge there. There's good times waiting for us. Please be strong. I leave you a little bit of the coins I have. Try to manage with the kids. I'll be back. I'll be back. But with a good surprise. So he did. He went on the road, hit the road, a long journey. And finally, after days, weeks, months, he reaches the great city of Vina in Austria. And there he asks people, where's the big bridge? There's a huge bridge here, of you know? They say, of course, it's near the palace. Of course, there's a huge bridge there, a royal bridge. Sure, go this way, that way. And he goes. And then he reaches that bridge. He sees it from far and he can't believe what he's seeing. It's the exact same bridge he saw in his dream. Exactly, with all the details. It's, it's, he knows that's the bridge. It's not that he saw something, you know, more or less, uh, you know. And now we see it's exactly what he saw in his dream. He's so... He's so excited. He doesn't know what, where to turn, what to do. Okay, I need a shuffle. We start digging. I need to get that treasure. Oh, but there's a problem. Soldiers. The soldiers there patrolling around. Yeah, I don't know who they are. The guards of the palace. No one can, can get too close. They will think you're a terrorist, you're a thief. You have something. In, I don't know what you're doing there. You can't go to the bridge like that. He says, I wait till night. And I will try to get there quietly and start digging and finding my treasure. I know it's there. I see this, the, the spot. I, I, I see where it is. And he waits until sunset, until it's really late at night. He see the soldiers up there. He can't see too much. And he goes there with really careful, uh, carefully in silence. He reaches the place, he's got his shuffle, he starts digging, quietly, he starts digging, but suddenly, whoo, whoa, what was that? A huge Austrian officer is behind him and asking him, what are you doing here? He's like, um, you know, digging, <laughs> I'm just digging here. What? What are you doing here? Digging? This is the, 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 the bridge of the palace? What are you doing here? He says, I'm in trouble. <laughs> he understands. He's got a big problem here. But then he says to himself, you know what? I'm going to have a treasure in a few moments if he lets me dig. So I will tell him my, I will tell him my secret. We'll share the treasure. There's enough for both of us. I will tell him. What, what's the problem? And we share it. 
He says, uh, officer, hi. Yo, whoa, you're huge. Listen, I'll tell you what. I had a dream. A oh, very strong, a very amazing dream that there's a treasure under the bridge here. And I came from a really far place to dig here to find the treasure. And you know what? You look really tall and strong. I like you. I will give you half of the treasure. I will share with you the treasure. Okay, can you let me dig now, please? And the officer gets angry, full of fury, he says, what? What are you saying? What is this nonsense? You had a dream? You came in to dig? You're crazy? No, but it, it was a very realistic dream. Oh, please. You know, I had a dream also. I had a dream about this little shack, this little house of a poor old man, a poor old Jewish man in a village. And I dreamt that under the house, there's a huge treasure there. Do you think I will go so far to dig under this man's house to look for a treasure that I dreamt of? You think I'm crazy? Who believes in dreams anyway? Get out of here. And he goes. But our man is shaking. Our friend here is shaking because this soldier, this officer, described his house. His house there, back there, in that village. That's his house. He turns around and starts running. And a few days, a few weeks, a few months passes and he reaches his home. His wife, what's happening? Wait, wait, one second. He starts digging exactly in the place that our officer described and he finds the treasure. <laughs> he finds the treasure. And Rabbi Nachman tells us, you want to know something? Sometimes to find your treasure, you need to go far away just to get the knowledge so someone reveals to you that the treasure is actually inside of you, where you belong, in your place. You went to the other side of the world. And what did you, did you discover? That everything you ever wanted, everything you ever dreamed of, is where you are, is in your house, is in your heart. But you need to go far so this officer, someone will tell you where to look for the treasure. And this is so amazing because we, we, we search for so many things. We want all kind of, you know, workshops that will help us. And, you know, we go to, to, to all kind of advisors. And there's so many things out there that everybody's promises have the promise that with me, you will find what you want. I promise you the happiness that you're searching for is with me. And this and that. Everybody's saying the same. But Rabbi Nachman of Bresev says, the only one who really knows is you. And when you will look, start searching, then if you are really searching for the truth, you will find out it's already inside of you. And that's the secret of Emuna. The secret of Emuna, it's not, the Torah says, it's not beyond the sea. It's not up there in heaven that you need to climb to heaven and, and look for it. It's here. It's accessible. It's within your reach. You just need to have the tools, the guidance, how to find it inside of you. So Emuna is something we already have built in. The Creator gave us our soul that is actually, actually 
let's call it a piece of him. It's a spark, a piece of the creator. That's our soul. And it's right there. We have a compass. We have everything we need to have the best life ever, to reach our dreams, to conquer everything we, we want and looks impossible. Yes, we have it inside of us. But we need to know the way. We need not to get afraid, not to start panic when there's a big, huge officer there, yes, with a German accent shouting at us. We need to listen to what's behind what he's saying. Maybe he's guiding me. And that's what I want to talk about today. Because a lot of times in life, we hear or see things that looks not, not okay. It looks like there's no justice here. Things are happening and it looks like there's no apparent reason. It shouldn't be like this. This is wrong. What's happening here? We get frustrated. We get angry. We start to think, what's happening? Where's the justice? What, what's, what's wrong here? You know that Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu Moses, had the same question. Listen to this amazing story, a true story from the Midrash, that tells us what happened with Moses. But before, let's have the introduction. So we are in page 37. We don't understand a thing. That's how it's called. The Bible gives us an example. There's in the Bible an example of someone who killed a person accidentally in a manner that wasn't at all premeditated. It happened. He was chopping wood and his axe flew off the handle and felled a person who was standing nearby. Killed him. Now, that's an accident. That's a tragedy. But listen what's happening here. Yet as the famed biblical commentator Rashi. Did you hear about Rashi? Rabbi Shlomo Itzhaki. So, as the famed biblical commentator Rashi notes, the killing wasn't accidental. That looks like an accident. It wasn't accidental. It was planned. By who? Why? We'll see. The dead person deserved to be killed for some crime that he did that was never discovered. There was something here behind all of this. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't an accident. It, wasn't, it was no coincidence. And the killer, someone that kills a person and in a way that we call an accident, he also is being punished. How? He needs to go to exile. He needs to go to a far place. There are special cities for people that killed accidentally, they need to go there. So, the first person that died deserved to be killed. That's the explanation the sages Rashi tells us. And the killer, who killed accidentally, is punished with exile. And you need to know, he also is an innocent. It looks like he is, but no. He also had committed some undiscovered wrongdoing that is punishable by, ex by exile. Nothing is happenstance. And everything that occurs in the world is a product of precision divine providence. 
So that makes us wonder and ask a lot of questions. Okay, what's going on here? How can I know? What does it mean? We learn from the above that divine providence is the catalyst of all accidents and tragedies. A flesh and blood bystander sees that a person stood under a ladder, another example, and got killed. A person fell off the ladder right on top of him and killed him. You see someone climbing a ladder, he falls down and kills someone on the way. An accident, a terrible accident, right? It looks like an accident, but in truth, it's the product of precision divine justice and numerous considerations down to the tiniest detail. There's no coincidences. Now it sounds weird. Let's see what happened with Moses. But before that, I wanted to tell you something. This is what we call heavy stuff. This is knowledge. This is knowledge that is very profound and we need to understand it a little bit better. I don't want people to think now that we see something like this and every time you hear about an accident or someone that is suffering, you will say, ah, he deserves it. Who knows what he did? He's being punished. We don't know the calculation of heaven. This is just an example. Nothing happens, you know, just by mistake, by accident. No. This is an example. A person fell on another person and killed him. What's going on on here? There's a calculation. Something happened in a past lifetime. They have something to fix between them. We don't understand why and how, but never think about someone that is suffering. Oh, yeah, he deserves it. Who knows what he did? This is not what we're trying to say here. We're trying to say and understand that there's always something behind the reality that we see. So we shouldn't judge anyone, but we need to know there's much more than what we see and we actually don't understand a thing. And that's why we have a Muna, to illuminate us the way and help us understand life, as we will see. So now let's see what happened with Moses. Moshe in Hebrew, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, a great teacher. He also had questions. Listen what happened with him. Moses wanted to understand the ways of the Creator. So the Creator said, come up to me on the mountain. Come and I will show you. I will teach you. Okay, so Moses goes. On the way up the mountain, Moses saw a strange sight. What? A person came to drink water from a brook. And when he bent down to drink, his wallet, full of money, Ka-ching, ka-ching, fell out of his pocket without his noticing. Okay, he lost his wallet. Okay, this man got up and continued on his way. He went away and Moses is far away there seeing that. Then a second person came to ring from the brook, found the wallet, picked it up and continued on his way. He took the wallet. Oh, that's a happy, my, my, that's a good day. Yeah. Okay, so he came to drink. He found a nice wallet full of money. That's my lucky day. And went away. Now a third person came to drink from the brook. A third person. While he was still drinking, the first person returned. The one who lost his wallet. And started searching for his lost wallet. The first person that came back 
ask the third person, hey, do you find my wallet? You find it, right? You find my wallet? The third person denied because he didn't find it. It was the second person that went away already. Denied that he found any lost wallet. But the first person, seething with anger, the first person came and killed the third person. He thought he stole his wallet. Now Moses is, is there seeing all of this. It's like a movie. What's going on here? The first person lost his wallet. A second person takes it. A third person comes to drink. And then the first person arrives. Where's my wallet? Ah, you took it. And kills the third person who was innocent. We know he was innocent. Where's the justice? What's happening this? What's happening here? This is how you, creator of the universe, this is how you run your world? With no justice? What's going on here? He wanted to understand. Let's see what happened. Seeing such a spectacle, Moses was baffled. He asked the creator for an explanation. Why did the second person get away unscathed? Why was the innocent third person killed? What's going on here? No justice. So the creator said to Moses, Everything you see is truth. Everything is exact, is correct, is, is, is guided from heaven. Everything with a reason, even though you can't understand it. Everything you have seen is truth. The first person stole the wallet from the second person, so the wallet came back, came back to its rightful owner. It was actually the second person's wallet. And the creator arranged here that the first one will lose it. He's the thief. He will lose the stolen wallet. And the second person, the one that he was stolen, the wallet was stolen from him, will arrive there and find his wallet. That's the first thing. The first person stole the wallet from the second person, so the wallet came back to its rightful owner. The third person who was killed, listen carefully, the third person that was killed, he was innocent, supposedly, right? He murdered the first person's father. Something that the first person wasn't even aware of. I arranged things so the first person would avenge his father's blood. Every, everyone, everyone received what he deserved in absolute justice. Could you have ever thought about the, this solution? How many times in life we see things that aren't right? Why do good people suffer? Why do evil people prosper and have fun? What's going on here? Where's the justice? So people get to the conclusions that God forbid, there's no God, or He's not uh, supervising, or whatever thing they can think of, just to make themselves approve for their say for their themselves to do whatever they want and lose their life, lose the meaning for what they're doing on this planet. But we don't want to do that. <laughs> we want to know the truth. We want to understand. And the first thing we need to understand that a lot of times. We don't understand a thing. 
we don't understand what we're seeing, what we're hearing. We don't know why, but there's a reason. Just like Moses discovered. The above homily shows how precise divine providence is. The divine supervision of the creator on us, on every detail of our lives. Nothing is accidental, random, or, hap or happenstance. The creator directs everything according to an exact ledger. Everything is exact. Now, throughout a person's life, things happen that seem, seem unjust. They appear so because he or she lacks the full picture. That's all. Usually, we lack the full picture. We see just a tiny little you know, frame from the entire picture, from this movie that is surrounding, surrounding us. So, we lack the full picture and all the relevant details. This resembles a person who went to the movies, but he arrived late. You know, you hate that, right? You're in the movie and some, suddenly some, someone is coming in the middle, you know, or in a conference and started asking, what's happening? What he said? When he started? You know, it's, it's annoying, but it happens. So this person got to the movies late and the movie was almost over. <laughs> Yet... He sees on the screen someone who is mercilessly hitting a woman. His immediate reaction was to yell out at the screen. What is this evil one? Hey, evil one. Why are you hitting a defenseless woman? What's, what's going on here? What's this movie? A man hitting a defenseless movie? What is this? Who directed this movie? He got angry. <laughs> he came at the end of the movie. He's got critics now. One of the other moviegoers hissed, hey, quiet. If you'd have seen the movie from the beginning, you'd have known what happened. The woman is the evil one. That's the witch. Yeah. <laughs> and she deserves much worse than the beating that she's getting. But you didn't see the movie. You're just seeing the end. So you have opinions, you have critics. Shh. You need to see the movie from... The beginning. How many times we enter in the, in the middle of a movie, the movie of life, or in the end of a scene that we don't even know what happened. And we already know, we say this and that. No, you, you don't even know what happened here. We need to understand that. People, people are the same way. Limited in their perception. They don't see an iota of the picture in its entirety. They don't know the past of each soul. Each soul on the planet has a specific rectification she needs to reach. We don't know what this soul has been through. We don't know what she needs to accomplish. We don't know nothing. They don't see an iota of the picture in its entirety. They don't know the past of each soul its account of credits and debits, or what it needs to rectify. No one knows the background details of why one person's circumstances in life are more difficult and why others have an apparently more advantaged life. We don't know. But we need to know there's justice. There's a ruler. We start with a joke with a the rule. There's a ruler. There's a king. And he's our father, our loving father that makes everything with a purpose, with 
exact. All the details are exact with a lot of love for the best of each and every one of his creations, of his creatures. We are his sons, his daughters. He wants the best for us. We need to trust him that he knows what he's doing. If a person had spiritual eyes that could see, he'd know that everything is administered in absolute justice and precise accounting, and he'd have no questions. And we will learn together. We will stop here now. We will learn together how to look, how to have spiritual eyes to understand, understand better the things we see in life. We will receive this amazing gift from this amazing book. But for that, we need to read together. We need to see the videos one time and another time and start working on ourselves, doing the homeworks also and deciding, I want to live this life correctly. I want to reach the potential I have as a soul which was sent to this world to accomplish something. I want to reach my perfection, my spiritual perfection. Because that's what I'll have for all eternity. The things in this material, physical world, they pass. We talked about it last week. They end in a certain moment. The body dies in a certain moment. And we leave this world. But whatever we accomplish with this body while we're here, it benefits the soul, which is the real me, the real you. And that we take with, with us forever. And that's amazing. So we're here on a mission, as we will talk next, next week. We're here on a mission. We need to accomplish this mission and have the best life, not only in the world to come. We're speaking about having the best life, sweet, beautiful life in this mundane existence in this world in this physical reality that we're living in great so that's amazing and now alex cameraman my friend you know what happens now if i had a trumpet i would use it but i have this pen so we've got a winner That's a chauffeur, I think. What's going on there? Very nice. Very accurate. We've got a winner. Who's the winner of this week? Do you know? That will receive this book. This book. Well, not this one because it's mine. I'm not sharing this book. But a copy of this book. Let's see who's the winner of this week. And that is Miriam. Miriam M.A. Felton from Chaplain. Yeah, nice. Across Shoshana. Yeah, and uh, she wrote us a very moving letter about how, you know, we are just in the fourth class, but how already she feels a, a positive change in her life and how this book actually helped her along the way and very encouraging words and amazing. Really, thank you. Thank you, dear Miriam, for your words and... All the feedback was amazing. I shared it with Alex, my friend here, my cameraman, and uh, you know all the team. It was really, really moving. 
and may the Creator bless you with all the blessing of the worlds and may you continue living with Amuna, sharing Amuna, and now you will have this book so you can accompany us in this learning. We love you all. We're very happy to be here. And now all we have to do is share the classes, make it reach more people that don't know about this amazing knowledge the Creator brought the world. The world is so full with theories and, and faiths and, and stuff, and, but there's the truth. And a person can testify it's the truth because it changes him for the best. So please share it, write your comments, uh, send us jokes, you already know, you've got our mails, and smile. Smile a lot because the Creator is good, He loves us and gave us this amazing present. So we love you all and we will continue next week. But for now, we ask the Creator to give us opportunity to see this world reaches its perfection being rectified so we can see a world of emuna of love and happiness may it be speedily in our days amen